Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, uh, Sheer number 21, email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. What I'm going to do over here is I'm going to talk to you as if, as if I'm talking to a married couple, a husband and a wife, both listening together. Now, to some of you, the way I speak, and the matter of how I'm speaking, may be strange because again I know there's a diversity I'm talking to a lot of different types of people from the most right wing to the most left wing Hasidish, Litvish, modern orthodox different levels of religious observances more American, more European so the signal, meaning the pattern in which I'm going to talk now it may be somewhat um, unusual, something you're not used to, or you may not feel comfortable with even, because I'm talking more in this particular one, like I'm talking to, I would say, a uh, more open type of, maybe um, it's hard to say exactly what I mean, modern orthodox possibly, or even yeshivish, but they worldly enough to understand various things that I'm saying. So again, the Teichen will have a lot of um, tremendous atis within the way I'm talking, but the manner in which I'm talking may not, um, it may not um, apply to your home life directly or your cultural life directly. And if it doesn't, it's Kedai still to listen, and you'll take from the Matzavim that I bring um, into your situation to use these very concepts that I'm explaining here and to apply it to your situation. So, bear with me, and um, that's what I'm going to do now. So, the first thing I want to say is, and I explained this when I addressed the women directly, that even though there are halachas of tznias, where a woman has to be very subtle in the way she expresses things about uh, sexual needs and things like that, halacha states that a man could ask directly verbally, a woman should be more indirect, because asking directly um, in an open, brazen way is a lack of tznias, but we explained when I talked to the women that that does not mean that you don't have conversations about sexual intimacy in a very open way with your husband. As long as it's not vulgar and it's not anything like that, but you're really just honestly trying to communicate with each other what your needs are and the differences between the two of you and how to work it out so that you both should have a positive and healthy sexual experience when you're physically intimate with each other, that's a very important conversation to have. And I know it's a very awkward conversation for many of you to have. And like I said before, a lot of it is not really a matter of being a tsunua or not being a tsunua, because you find by many secular people or non-Jews that are not bitsnias at all in their behavior, Yet, when it comes to intimacy and sex, they barely bring it up 
And you can't say it's because they're very modest. It's just it's something that is so deeply personal that it's very difficult for people to share. And over here, especially in our generation, but I have a feeling in every generation, again, as long as it's only between you and your husband, you and your wife, as long as you need a a mentor to guide you, that's fine. But other than that, no one else is part of these conversations, and you don't share it with your friends, even your closest friends. You don't share it with anybody other than your own spouse, your own wife or husband, or in certain situations with a mentor that's guiding you through it. So the one thing we you need to realize, and uh, this is stuff not exactly taught in yeshivas, it's not taught in schools, but the physical marriage, the physical sexual aspects of marriage impacts all areas of marriage. The other way is also equally true. That all other aspects of marriage outside the bedroom affects the physical sexual life as well. And it becomes an issue when um, there's no discussion at all. Um, because it's very important to have these discussions between themselves. You talk about everything else, to be very close, and a deep friendship there. You need to be open about what your needs are, what you're uncomfortable with, what you want in the bedroom, what you like in the bedroom, the insecurities that you feel in the bedroom, things that you do not like being done and you have to express that and why that scares you or you feel uncomfortable with it so that the other party should understand and work with you and not push on something that's, you know, uncomfortable for you and to work through those things together with a love, with an understanding. And those types of discussions will greatly enhance the marriage. And I just don't mean that your sexual life will be better, but I mean that your whole marriage will be better, including the ruchnias. I know it sounds like a strange concept to many, but yes, in your ruchnias, in your taira, and in your avayda, and your ingemilas chasadim, outside the home, very much hinges in the way you conduct yourself inside the home. And again, we'll never be one-dimensional here, because if your mind is only on the sex part of it, and nothing else, you're missing the whole point of what marriage is all about. But for the people who disregard it and make it like a big uh, tuffle, like it's just, uh, like we said before, scratching an itch, or just an inconvenient thing that you have to do, nebuch, in order to just make the other party a little bit happy and uh, just have your kids and move on, it shouldn't be that way. It's meant... Sex is meant only in marriage, and it's a gift that Hashem gives to married couples who treat each other the way they're supposed to treat each other. And in, when they do that, Hashem wants you to have a tainug in this experience. And it's always best, the sexual aspects of it, is always best when there is a deep, deep friendship existing. Marriage needs constant work, it needs constant focus, a goal, 
strong to become friends, even if you're very different type of people. One's more emotional, one's more intellectual. You have different interests. And again, you know, I will talk certain things um, about my own life as well. Me and my wife have very different personalities. So I understand that. You know, some are, some have naturally where they both like the same things and do the same things and and some are very, very different, but it makes no difference. You could ve- develop that deep friendship, even if your personalities are very different than one another, and even if your general interests are very different from one another. You could learn to become friends and then deep friendship in a very deep way that brings a positive impact to your sex life in the bedroom as well. You don't, don't just go through life stamazai together. Oh, Hashem put you together and we're just going to go through the motions and just just try to get through life, um, you know, as best as we can. But it's not enough. You need to, it has to be a goal to develop that friendship. That's the foundation. It takes time. It's, invent, it's an investment. The word I heard is, Constant intentionality, which means that you're constantly and intentionally focusing on that aspect, that that is the goal, that you communicate often together. You take walks together, which is actually a good idea to walk while you're talking, especially in the spring, where you can do your exercise, lose your weight together, kill two birds or three birds with one stone, and being Mekayim HaShemartis and Ashri Seichem also, and enhance your marriage all at once by talking, by connecting. It doesn't have to be with walks. You can find other ways to communicate. Some of you both, if you both enjoy going out, and you could save up some money and get a babysitter and go out for a night out, um, go bowling, go or if you both enjoy that, and eat out or something kosher, you know, activity, that you both enjoy miniature, miniature, miniature goal, golf or whatever it is, and um, to the to the zoo, to botanical gardens, many many places. You know, pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, it was more you know easy to do. Hopefully, they'll become easy again. With as many things that you could do together, and you could both enjoy doing together, uninterrupted time together. And it's very important. Some may disagree. And it may be triggering for some men, but they once they get used to it, I think it's a very healthy thing to learn how to touch each other in non-sexual ways with affection, like holding hands, connecting verbally, even when those type of physical connections do not lead to actual sexual encounter. Now again, men's nature are very different. Some will say, you know, I start that, then my mind already turns to the sex, and it's not healthy, because I know it's not the time now for that, and it could trigger me for Zera Lavatola, you know, and, and things like that, so I understand that, so in those cases, then you have to work around it a little bit, then you can't do that sexual touch as much, but if it's not triggering, or you could work that it shouldn't trigger you, to just simply hold her hand, hold each other's hands or pat on the back or things like that as you talk that are non-sexual, won't lead to it, and talk and listen, that enhances very much the emotional bond between the two of them. 
And that's very, very important. It is very, very important. And in my opinion, it makes no difference whether you are right-wing, whether you are left-wing, whether you're modern Orthodox or you're the most um, you know, Hasidish a person uh, and everything. That is very important, whether people admit it or not. You cannot, Hashem didn't make it this way. You cannot just have an Hashemah connection. To have an Hashemah connection is the beautiful thing, and it counts more than the physical, way more. And that's the Iker. You love the person's neshama, and you have a connection in an neshama dika way. You're both serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu together. You're you you're both ayur Hashem together. That's all beautiful, but you cannot dismiss the importance of the physical contact that's needed between a husband and wife. And this non-sexual. Now I call it non-sexual because it is somewhat sexual. Obviously, it's between a husband and a wife. It's the only time you're doing it, not with cholila with anyone else. Non-sexual, I mean, though, it doesn't necessarily lead to a sexual encounter or getting into that level. That helps tremendously grow the emotional bond between the two of them, and it will help the physical relationship as well. Now, talking to both of you, again, it's a stereotype, and sometimes it's reverse, but I'm just telling you the general gist of it, usually, the way it is, a man a husband, is usually very visual. He's very sexually driven in a visual way. Meaning they see their wives physically, they see them, they get attracted, they express desire, and they want to, you know, become sexual. A woman usually is not like that, not visually triggered as much, no matter how good-looking your husband is, that's just the way it is. And they're more inclined to want to have sex with their husbands only when they feel a close emotional connection or intellectual connection or spiritual connection where they feel needed, they feel understood, and they feel wanted. And that is when they're more inclined to be willing and wanting to engage in a sexual activity and and to become physically intimate. And so my advice for the men all you husbands out there who feel that their wives are not inclined to be sexual when you're interested in being sexual, I'll ask your, you husbands the following. When was the last time you actually had a heart-to-heart conversation with your wife? When was the last time you held her hand? In a non-sexual way, just for touching her, showing affection, and actually listening to her, and sharing your heart with her, and about your day, and your thoughts, and your emotions with her, when was the last time you did something like that? Because that's really how intimacy intimacy starts with most women. And um, this is a barrier that men have with women. That the biggest barrier is like this. The men are usually visually stimulated, and that leads them to the bedroom, to to have relations with her. For the wife, it's the emotional stimulus that leads her to go to the bedroom with you. It's two different aspects, generally, that motivates each one to want to become physically intimate with each other. And 
that's the biggest barrier that we have to overcome. But it's the biggest barrier that is between a husband and wife when it comes to physical intimacy and the misunderstandings they have and the heartache sometimes that they have by not understanding each other. Because each one thinks that they're thinking exactly the way the other one is thinking. So in other words, the husband, because he's physically stimulated and he wants to have the sexual relations because he feels the attraction now and he, and he feels the love for his wife, so he wants to express it physically. So he assumes in his mind that she's thinking exactly the same thing. All of that normally does work, by the way, but not that second necessarily. So he thinks that she's also in the same mode. He's excited, so she's automatically excited. He's triggered visually, so that means she's triggered visually. That's what he thinks. And the wife makes a similar mistake. When she feels an emotional warmth and everything, he's not there yet. So very often... That creates a disparity. And the truth is, is that they're wired differently. And Hashem made it on purpose for whatever reason, which we're going to talk about. And it's for good. It's an Esoyim, but it's a Matana of why they handle it differently. So, for example, a man, generally speaking, again, we're talking generally, could be reversed in many situations. I know that. The women could be more sexually physically interested than the men. That's also true. But in general, it's this way. Generally, a man, when he's under a lot of stress at work or wherever it is, or something's on his mind, he wants to have sex, to connect, and it, it's, it's the ultimate stress reliever for most men. Women need to know that. It's not nothing to do with your husband could be the best guy in the world. This is just their nature. They, they, if they're under stress, the connection physically and the sex and the, and the holding and the touching and all that alleviates the stress tremendously for the man. While for the woman, it's usually the reverse. If she's under a lot of stress or she's uh, dealing with a lot of kids or she's nursing, she's taking care of her kids, then sex is the last thing on her mind to relieve the stress. When she's under stress, she has zero interest and having a physical relationship. So, because they need to be romantically inclined by warmth and affection and by being not overwhelmed. But as long as she's overwhelmed, then this is like just something on the list, and it's just something, you know, and she just doesn't have that pull to it. And that's part of it. And husbands need to understand that. You know? So... This I, I, I've, I've, I've read up on it, listened to couples as they talked, researched, and again, I have to do more research, but this is a common, typical thing. Husband comes home from work, He's, he may be tired or under stress too, but by him, the mode is, he sees his wife, he loves her. We're talking about, we're talking about situations that you really love each other now. We're not talking about you know, other types of situations, that you're good people, you really love each other. It's just that He's very interested, he's under stress, but this alleviates the stress and he loves her, so he wants to be with her. And she says, and this could be 7 o'clock at night, you know, when he gets in, he finishes supper, and says, let's get, you know, moving, you know. I'm showing my interest right now. Bedtime's not for another three hours. And the wife says, wait a minute, the kids are up. There's a lot going on. 
Kids need to first get to sleep. The laundry still needs to be folded. You know, maybe I can get there after everything's done and then I'll be ready for you and, you know, whatever it is. But there's a lot of water under the bridge before I get there. And they both have to understand each other. And the truth is, if he helps out more and gives support, she'll get there quicker. But it has to be a team effort. She can't, uh, despite her lack of her uh, not being in the mood, knock it off completely because you shouldn't deny the other. If he's interested, she should try to accommodate. As We're talking again that he's a decent person, you're both decent people, and you love each other. And sex is meant as a gift, but right now is not the time. You're too stressed. So don't deny the person absolutely, but create a situation where you could feel less stressed so that you both could enjoy it. And he, you, Mr. Husband, should make it a priority to relieve that stress that your, that your wife is feeling, that big laundry list that she feels she needs to do. Help her do it. It gets done earlier. She's more relaxed, and you'll have a lot more quality time together. And that's what I'm speaking. Now I'm going to talk man-to-man over here for you husbands. You want more frequency. You want more quality of the actual sex. Understandable. But you need to understand that if you really want it and you want to do it properly, then you have to practice this foreplay all day long. Foreplay normally you would think means sexual foreplay, which we're not going to talk about right now. But it really means a whole day foreplay of communicating, connecting emotionally. That's the way you do it. And um, I'm telling you, the Rabbi Shalalam, he's a Taiva native, but he has a great sense of humor. Because this is, this is, you know, if you would look back, you know, it's stressful when you're both in it. When you look from the outside, it's, it's actually pretty funny. Funny, but in a frustrating way, but it's funny. You know, that each one is wired very differently. He, he, when he's stressed, he wants to have sex. That relieves his stress. When, when she's under stress, you know, that's the last thing on her head. And they have to, Hashem is saying, okay, now I want you both to work to find that middle ground. Find that middle ground. You husband, you can't have your sex at 7 o'clock when the kids are all over the place and the house is flying. You got to, you know, wake up, roll up your sleeves, help out, be emotionally there. And with the wife, you have to realize also, you may not be in the mood now. You may not be interested now, but it is a matana. It's a gift. And it's a gift for you too. You could experience a tremendous tainag, not just physically, but emotionally as well. But it's understandable that when you have 10 million things on your plate, it's not on your priority list. But you have to try to make it a priority and help your husband help you get to you get to that point and tell your husband, you help me more with this, I'll get it done, and, and so on. I'll be more inclined to reciprocate and work together with it. We'll continue, Bezaz Hashem, in the next shir.